Hello. Welcome back to Into the Radlands and Into the Badlands Rewatch Podcast. As always, I'm two-thirds of your host, Daniel, and with me is my other third, Jesse. <sighs> Disappointed sigh. Yeah, the energy's a little low. This uh, is not the best episode. So uh, right up front, before we get any further, I want to throw out a quick content warning. Uh, this episode, a plot point, features pretty heavily a uh, discussion of... Um, it's child sex trafficking, we'll call it. So it's listen. There's nothing. There's nothing graphic about it, but it is heavily featured. Uh, not subtle. Yeah, it's it is a plot point. So we will be discussing that. So that's not your bag. Totally understand. Totally fine. Uh, skip this one. It's fine. I would kind of like to skip this one too. It's just not that great of an episode. That one spot, notwithstanding, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's like. And just the other stuff isn't that great either. It it feels like there was supposed to be another episode before this that, like, didn't get made. Because I feel I could kind of see, like, some of the character choices where they went, but, like, I felt like we were missing the step to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just... I Like, the next episode has to do double duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the, like I... This kind of deflated. <laughs> yeah, it was... Deflated me. This this was very strange. It felt not like the rest of the show. Like it felt like in a lot of it ways. It felt like those like really bad like um trying to be serious sci-fi. Mm, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like like it's like the Van Helsing, like I'm thinking Van Helsing, <laughs> like specifically. Yeah, like, yeah, like it tries to be very mm-hmm. serious but like at the same time mm-hmm. like it, it didn't have any of the fun. I don't even think it really had fights. It had one big fight at the end, oh. which I thought was a okay fight. Yeah, um, see, the thing is, it didn't even stick out. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I, I don't want to like. I thought production-wise, that fight was very well put together. I think visually, the impact wasn't quite what they thought it was gonna be. And since that's like where they blew all of their fight money, that's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> also, Sonny wasn't shirtless this episode either. <laughs> okay, so like that's. Daniel, yeah, I I can't I can't without without some Daniel Wu. We're we're lost in the desert. I need I need some of that Daniel Wu in the desert of shirt. I just and there is no oasis in sight. Like, do you have do you have anything planned so we can talk a little bit more before we discuss the episode? Uh, I don't, but we can we can find an actor to spotlight, right? Who who are we thinking about? about Nick Frost. I mean, I feel like most people know about Nick Frost, but yeah, let's get into Nick Frost. Hey, Nick Frost, how's it going? Let's talk about something fun. Nick Frost, uh, Nicholas John Frost, born March 28th, 1972. Oh, he was born a day before me, and you know, like 20 years. No. But. Oh, I thought just like, I was like, I thought you no, were I'm the not same age 46. as me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. Uh, but that makes him an Aries, shout out. Yeah. Uh, but, uh,. Yeah, uh, he's an English actor, comedian, screenwriter, producer, and author. He's, of course, most well-known for the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End, uh, as well as he was on Spaced alongside Simon Pegg. That's kind of where they met, I guess. Uh, he was in Attack the Block. I don't remember him in that, but that's a good movie. I, Check I it out. I hope he wasn't a police officer. That would suck. I mean, he already was one in Hot Fuzz, so yep. that ship's already uh, sailed. Okay, so I'm okay with it in Hot Fuzz because he was a dumb police officer that didn't seem mm-hmm. to care too much. 
I don't think there were cops in Attack the Block. They show up at like the very end to arrest John Boyega, but I don't think they feature before then. So I think it was the uh, one of the weed guys. Could, dudes. Could we could we uh just sneakily just watch Attack the Block for our next <laughs> season? It technically has a tie to the show. However tenuous. <laughs> yeah. Uh so he was born in Dagenham, London, son of Trisha, who I guess passed in two thousand five. Uh R.I.P. Trisha, and John Frost, office furniture designers. Designers, <laughs> plural. They were both office furniture designers. What? Huh. They probably met on the job. That's kind of cute. I mean, it is, but uh, at the same time, like, it, I think it's almost impossible to do that nowadays, because I don't feel like existing without having my headphones in when I don't want Because Because of <laughs> feminism, the Me Too movement, am I right? Yeah. How am I even supposed to talk to these ladies? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't even lock them in a, a, a office with you when, when they go in alone <laughs> anymore. It's like they, they just immediately, they immediately, uh, me to you. I can't even give six to eight second hugs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. It looks like, uh, oh, when he was 10, his sister died of an asthma attack at age 18. That's very sad. Aww. Uh, when Frost was 15, his parents' business failed and they lost the family home. Jesus, this guy's been through a lot. <laughs> Uh, they moved in with the neighbors where he witnessed his mother having a stroke due to the stress. What? what no! What is happening? Daniel, I thought this was going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, Frost left school and took a job with a shipping company to support the family. He subsequently spent two years at a kibbutz in Israel, which is a, a collective community in Israel traditionally based on agriculture. Huh. Hmm. Is he Jewish? Did he just move to Israel for a bit? Well? Uh, he was brought up as a Catholic, but is now atheist. So, no, he was just in Israel, in a commune, for a minute, I so, guess. So, okay, so, like, is it, is it, like, is it, like, what's the word? Is it, like, ethnocentric to think that, like, non-Jewish people would want to move to Israel? I mean, Israel is kind of, like, designed to be an ethnostate, so, it, like, I'm sure there are non-Jews there, but that's, like, well, I mean, not common, well, I Well, I think. mean, not that Netanyahu definitely doesn't want non-Jews to be there. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, hmm. Uh, let me, um, I'm on Israel's Wikipedia now, I'm trying to look at uh, the demographics. As of 2019, Israel's population was an estimated 9 million, of whom 74.2 were recorded by the civil government as Jews. Okay, so there is still a, oh, Arabs uh, compromised 20.9% of the population, so that's, you know, all the Jews in Israel and then like the Palestinians, Palestinians basically. <laughs> Uh, never mind. So it is basically just Jews. So he is uh, one of an extreme minority. It looks like. Although, like I've heard, I've like I, I did like a little, like a tiny bit, a bit of uh, research on kibitzes, and like they mm -hmm. seem pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're basically like socialist communes where everyone yeah, can work, and sometimes yeah. they get super specialized. Like there's tech communes and there's agricultural ones, mm -hmm. and you know, there's I think dope. Yeah. So. I mean, it's not like an. Israel 
uh exclusive thing. It's it, I think it's just like a well, no, it, it's just Jewish it, thing. It's, it's, yeah, I think it's just like a, a Jewish yeah. thing. But a lot of them yeah. are in Israel, and I, I don't mean, know. You know, a lot I, of I, Jews are there. It's, well, it's, I, uh, <laughs> I, okay, you want to hear a thing that's bothering me besides this episode? Sure. And I'm really yeah. reaching to not talk about this episode. Right, um, I feel you. But uh, there's a new there's a new like mini series called Harleen. It's based around like the beginning of like the Joker and Har- Harley Quinn's like relationship. And mm. the person who drew it made the Joker too hot. And <laughs> it bothers me because of just like, I should hate this, but this Joker is super hot. Can you see? Joker's extremely fuckable. Yes. So fuckable. Everyone, like, they do not know how to not draw a handsome man <laughs> in that book. And if you need to draw one man not handsome, it's the Joker. Hang on, let me see. Harleen Comic Joker. Let me see if I can find an image of. Th- oh wow, yeah, it's he's a very so pretty boy. Hot. Okay, this dude, wh- whoever drew this, uh, so- watches a lot of anime. They are so horny. They're so horny for Joker. Now this this is a person who grew up on anime and drew a lot of bishonen boys uh, in their adolescence. Yeah, see, they did. Th- yeah, they they didn't do. Uh, they didn't. Uh, read a lot of yaoi because like he seems to have normal proportions like his hands right. are super large <laughs> well his, his body is just like a regular person body but then his face like super bishonen yeah so um uh yeah i really don't want to talk about sex child slavery if you don't if you don't can't yeah you don't notice uh, let's let's wrap up on nick frost and we, <sighs> we're gonna have to get into it but uh he met simon Pegg while working as a waiter at, at a north london mexican restaurant which is oh okay okay <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Mexican food outside of I'm just gonna say like most of the U.S. just because we have a large like Latino Latin Latin mm-hmm. uh, contingent. Sure. Um, outside of the U.S. and Mexico, I do not trust. I don't trust Mexican food outside of the U.S. or Mexico. I think that's fair. Like I don't trust it, and um, in a British. A British, yeah, that's probably no, not no, very good. No, it's like what the what the what the Dutch do with their pizzas, where they have like corn and stuff on it, which probably is okay. Or like Brazil's uh, dessert pizzas. Yeah. Uh, did you know that uh, Sweden's like the number two consumer of tacos, though? What? Who's number one? Yeah. Probably Mexico, if I had to guess. But who eats the most? You think America would be the second highest if? Uh, oh, sorry. Nor- Norway was Norwegians eat tacos every Friday. I mean, I, I every single Friday, I guess it's Taco Friday, baby. <laughs> it's Taco Friday. Okay, I could be okay with that. Although at the same, time, I don't trust Norwegian <laughs> tacos. Yes, yeah. I'm sure it's not probably exactly what we're thinking about when we think of a taco. But whatever, it's they call it a taco and they eat it every Friday, baby. Okay, well, but, well, it's okay. It's okay, I guess. Yeah. Also, Nick Frost is both in Snow White and the Huntsman and the sequel to that, which... Wait, there was that's a sequel? Weird. There was a sequel? Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, the Huntsman, Winter's War. Yeah. What? 2016. No. Yeah. No. Did that, yeah. did that, have, a, did that have a Hemsworth or a Hunnan? Charlie Hunnan. Uh, that had a Hemsworth. That's Chris, that's Chris Hemsworth. Oh, it yeah, had a, the main it Hemsworth. A, it had a Hemsworth. Okay. It's the prime, prime Hemsworth, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean... I mean, he's good. I mean, I don't know why I'm down on. I don't know why I'm down on Chris Hemsworth. He's actually very good and funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. Yes, he's great. 
also just prime himbo material, which is which is what we. Oh yeah. I think he led the himbo oh, yeah. the himbo uh, like renaissance that we've been getting lately. Yeah. Although, although, if you want to talk about like prime himbo, uh, the guy who plays Jason and The Good Place. Mm. Yeah. Okay. First uh, off, first off, like I feel like we need more dumb, hot Asian guys represented. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good time for the Asian himbo because <sighs> both Jason and the Good Place, and then Jong and Kim's Convenience are oh like God. so fucking so, dumb. Okay, so like they're so stupid. Okay, if I could get thirsty before getting really sad, sure. God damn, they like the people who did the Good Place knew that we wanted to see more shirtless guy who played Cheaty and more shirtless guy who plays Jason. And yeah. it's just like, oh god, god! They Wait, did Chidi take off his shirt again? He did once. He did that one time. No, no, he, did no, he, do he it did again? One, no, he did it again briefly. When was that? I don't remember that. I, th- I thought it was the last episode that came out before. I may need to catch up on some stuff. I'll be back in about twenty minutes. Everyone, don't go anywhere. No, I'm kidding. I'm but, kidding. We're not. But I'm just saying, like, like we need like hot twinky. Just himbos because you know sometimes we need twinks or thwunks. Yeah. Thwunks is also thwunks. Thwunks. <laughs> yeah, thwunks is also yeah. good. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, I really yeah, don't want to talk into about it. this. Yeah, let's get into oh, it. God. All right. This is season two, episode five. Monkey leaps through mist. More like and monkey leaps just... through me wanting to watch this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So we start with uh, Ryder's dead, and uh, Jade is about to assume the barony. She takes the big old broadsword that I guess is the uh, official sword of this barony. Well, I don't this understand. Is Quinn's sword. I, it's, it's not Quinn's sword because Quinn had more ornamentation on it on the blade. Really? Yeah. Oh, huh. No. I just remember Quinn had a big ass sword like this, so I assumed it was his sword. He had a a big ass sword, but it had, but it was more like, uh, more rough forged and had like Mm. more ornamentation on the. I mean, this is certainly not Ryder's sword. Ryder's never used this blade, but, so I don't know where this like fucking claymore came from, but. It's just whatever. Uh, she, she gets her region to basically swear her in, which involves pointing it at her chest and then asking her, Do you pledge to uphold the twin pillars of the Foundation Treaty? Peace through force. And justice without mercy. I pledge with my life. Grip the blade and join your blood to the sword of this foundation stone and the barons who came before you. Do you swear to protect and preserve the badlands from this day forward until your last? I swear. Kneel before your barons. And then she cuts her hand on the blade to cement it, and it's they all kneel, and it's very dramatic and pretty cool. It's a pretty cool visual. I, I, I okay, so this part like would have been okay if it was followed with any more of her. Anything else? Like yeah. any more? Like this is the only yeah. Jade I think we get this entire episode. Uh, yeah. There's another brief scene uh, where they bring in Lydia, but this is basically all that Jade gets to do this episode. But now she's the Baron, so. She gets a little bit more active, I think, uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's... How are you feeling about this uh, artfully smudged eye makeup? I don't know if I like it. I'm on the fence. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Kind of into it, but that's just okay. me. 
That's just me. I'm, I'm into I, I feel like I flip flop on it. Sometimes I'm like, that's a good look, and sometimes I'm like, that's a little like trying too hard. But I don't know. I don't hate it. Yeah. You know, it had a very somber beginning, and I felt like that would have been mm-hmm. a good beginning if I liked any of the rest of this episode. <sighs> yeah, man. I don't. I don't think I dislike this episode as much as you do, but I definitely this was not as strong as the rest of the series been to date. Like. Like this is a this is a around forty forty two minutes long, and mm-hmm. like I had to break it up in three settings. Ouch! Yeah, yeah like I... it's just they don't. There's no fun in it. There's barely yeah. Any it's quint. very serious. It's very uh politics. Like and uh, the thing I was complaining yeah. about, where we had no Baji and um, yeah. Well, they're they're back. Yeah, they're back, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so, uh, Baji and Sunny have gone to Nos the Smuggler, and he's in this big, like, compound where people bring him metal scrap that he trades the... who gives them food for, and then he smuggles it into the Badlands to sell. And, uh... So Baji knows him, and they're gonna <laughs> trade the sword for a ticket in. Uh, this setting doesn't do a lot for me. It's just a bunch of like orange shipping containers. Yeah, they try to they try to put a little bit of more like zhuzh to it, I guess. Yeah. Okay, and uh, where there's like red, there's like a lot of red like dust. Yeah, and there's stuff. a lot. I, yeah, I think they were trying to go for like a rusted look and like also color block the whole set because it looked prettier that way. But like, it looks it looks more just like they painted it orange, which I'm guessing they did. It doesn't look bad. It just like yeah, it's it's just not as impressive as some of the other set pieces we've had. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's serviceable. It's it, just, it doesn't wow me. I don't know. Like, yeah, I just, they've done I, better. I felt like I've been like spoiled by this. Yeah, show. a little. <laughs> well, I think the mindset was just so beautiful, and so like this is not a lot. And like the settings in the Badlands are so gorgeous. Like Widow's House is gorgeous. So this just feels kind of stripped down and weirdly orange. I don't really know. This didn't do a lot for me. I actually do like uh, Nas's overall look. He's a scumbag who deserves to die. But I, I don't hate his look. Yeah, no, his look isn't bad. He's got kind of like a campy pirate captain theater thing going on. Yeah, and he doesn't do as much as the uh, as the overseer did in the first couple episodes. Yeah, like, yeah, he's he's toned down a lot. He's actually like you can listen to him and not want to hit yourself. Yeah, he, well, like, uh, well, okay. So if I would describe him, he almost looks like a. Uh, like a theater kid grew up like a oh, little yeah, bit. He's, he's the theater kid, but he's the one that gets the lead roles in all the uh, productions. Because he, because he doesn't seem like he cares. Yeah, yeah, because he's like kind of cool almost. Yeah, but he's still a theater kid. Yeah, he's still a theater kid. Uh, his eyes freak me out a little bit as well. Yeah, they're too blue. Yeah, yeah, they're very blue, and he doesn't blink a lot, which I think is a cool character choice on his part. Oh, I mean, it looks makes him look like a bad guy. Yeah. Also, uh, I was thinking about this when I was looking at him, but uh, between him and the overseer, uh, from the mine, there's a lot of hair product in the Badlands, huh? <laughs> well, this dude's definitely got some mustache wax going on. He's definitely got his hair zhuzhed up. Well, let me, let me see what I could do with no product. I have a bit <laughs> of a, a little bit of a... Oh, yeah? Oh, oh, yeah? You got a little bit of a curve there? Yeah, yeah I got a little bit of a yeah. curl. All right, all yeah. right. Yeah, I guess it doesn't take a lot of... Uh, you can like use like lard and shit too for that, right? You can. It doesn't have to. I be mean, like... I mean, if you're sweating enough, you could just you could just no, that's sweat true, yeah. it out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but like, yeah, it looks like he's got a lot of product in his hairs. Yeah, see, the thing <laughs> is, without that. product, it goes down eventually. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, we don't know what he's doing when he's off-camera. It could be every time he's off-camera, he's just furiously curving his mustache well, back beeswax. up. beeswax. Bees are just... Mm, oh, yeah. Beeswax. There you go, that'd do it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when, because, like, I, I made my own uh, all-natural uh, beeswax-based beard wow. oil once. Oh, okay. I don't have any left, which is why my beard looks ratty, but... And <laughs> uh, now we're back with Quinn, and uh, Quinn has begun to see hallucinations of Ryder. By the way, you're probably asking, what happened in that five minutes you were just talking about random stuff? We said everything the first minute. Yeah, not, <laughs> nothing really important happened. No. Um, yeah. This is very Shakespearean, which I don't hate. Yeah, I don't know. I wish he gave a little less of a shit about his son. I mean, I understand Yeah. why, but at the same time, yeah. I'm just like, uh, really? Yeah, this is this is one of the two points where I think there was... It feels like there was more <clears throat> character work that was supposed to get done, and it got cut for whatever reason. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like the transition between Quinn's, like, previous self and now his, like... M- Detor- t- deterioration due to his tumor is like very sudden. Like I felt like if they worked up to it, this episode yeah, yeah. would have had it, more meaning yeah, it, to it. It felt like there should have been another episode before this where there was a transition between those two states. Instead, it's like a light switch. He's immediately like losing his mind. It's a little jarring. Yeah. Um, and now we're with the widow who's playing with a pinned butterfly. I don't know. Maybe that's symbolic of how she'll use up all her butterflies because she's not a good person. It's a thought, but... Yeah. Long story short, she's about to reveal to Waldo that she wants to make an alliance with Quinn. Yeah, also, did Waldo always have, like, ring tattoos? Yeah, I noticed that this episode, I am not sure. (laughs) But he does now. Okay. Because I think I would have noticed that before. Right. Uh, I, I don't hate them. They look... Rather nice to me. Also, also the widow says pretty much said it's okay that you disobeyed me. Like you went by your gut. Oh yeah, and uh, it turns out your gut was right. I probably would have died without yeah. you. To Tilda, to be clear, to Tilda. Not to Waldo. No, Waldo, yeah. Waldo. She kind of dressed yeah. down a little Waldo, bit. Waldo, Waldo wants her to uh, ally herself with the other barons and bring in Quinn as a act of good faith. And she's like, so they attempted to strip me of my land and then to kill me, and you want me to go groveling back to them with a gift. Nah, I'm gonna go align myself with Quinn, which I think is fair. You know? I think Waldo's full of shit in this scene. Also, like, no, okay, so here's, here was my problem. Waldo mm-hmm. beforehand seemed like a, I don't know, like, left of center person who, like, you know, yeah. was heading the right direction. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think Waldo has been full of shit this whole time. He's just better at selling it. Yeah, but, like, here he's going full, like, neoliberal. Yeah. yeah. See, because this is... We, we see a bunch of the monks doing some staff sparring, and I don't think they... they I think they could have trained a little bit more, because this looks awkward. It doesn't look very no, good, in my opinion. Like, okay, so, like, we saw MK do better staff fighting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now he's got an extra he has to work with, so they have to slow it down, but... Uh, Waldo, like, the very first thing he said when he betrayed, uh, Quinn before he walked it back and started talking about being an idealist or whatever was, I'm, I'm, I'm here to survive. I'm gonna go with the winning side. Um, and so I think all his crap about seeing the little guy is just crap. He's, he's making shit up to make himself look good. I think he reveals his true self here. 
he sees the other barons turning on Widow and saying, oh shit, no, we gotta go with them because otherwise I'm gonna die and I don't want that. He's a coward. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Eva, Ava rings the siren that she is like a crank siren to announce the end of training and they're all heading back to the monastery and she's like, hey, wait a minute, where's MK? And we just see his shirt because MK's run off without his shirt because I guess if we can't get Sonny, we'll get MK shirtless. Uh. The thing is, is he's he's a baby. He's got no chest, man. Well, also, he has got like he, no chest. Like he he's a baby though. Yeah. And yeah. I can't I can't get I can't I, I can't get excited for it. Yeah. This is another scene where I feel like there was something that was supposed to come before this that we didn't get because well not quite. I guess we're gonna cut to back to Sonny and Baji. But who gives a fuck about this and the awkward sexual trafficking nonsense they're about to get into? I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, no, we'll talk about it now. We'll get back to MK. Um, <sighs> yeah. yeah, this sucks. He gives a toast, and um, Baji's flirting with a server, and we find out that she's a sex worker, and talks about how he runs a bunch of dolls, and he makes a really creepy comment about a child, and how uh, a lesser man would have put her in rotation already, but he's gonna wait till she's ripe, or <sighs> whatever gross shit that, God. you know. Uh... Yeah, it's... Uh... Nick Frost does a lot of winking in this scene, though, and that's fun. He's got a fun wink. Yeah. Also, like... I, you know, okay, okay, here... Here's what the... What, um... Nos is? Is Nos? Nos, yeah. yeah. Here's what his look is. He mm-hmm. is... Trying to be dapper libertarian. <laughs> uh, you know who reminds me of? Uh, he reminds me of Blackbeard from that Pan movie in like 2015 or whatever. Uh, the one that was like trying really hard to be a Johnny Depp knock Johnny Depp knockoff. Are you sure it wasn't earlier? Might have been that, earlier. Because the only thing I could think of is like the around 2015 they had like a uh, sci-fi uh, was, uh, a sci-fi uh, hook based um. Mini-series. Yeah, no, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, that one? Oh, oh not miniseries movie. No, Mini- this is Pan, yeah, 2015. Are you sure? Yeah, I this is the one I where they sing Smells Like Teen Spirit. I thought I thought I saw that in, in high school. They had another one. They had another one when we were probably both in high school. Mm, probably, I'm sure. But, but whatever. I, there's a lot of scenes here. Like, I, I'm normally okay when they just let actors act in this, but like... Mm-hmm. They ju- they're letting the wrong actors act, and like, and like <laughs> oh. even Sonny, who's just generally like you know good, like he's acting yeah. against bad people. Yeah, <sighs> I don't necessarily know it's an it's an acting thing. It's just that, uh, it's unpleasant material. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, alongside the weird child, not weird, just bad, just bad child like slavery stuff. Uh, he informs Sonny that Quinn is alive. And the Badlands are a mess right now. And Sonny's like, I clipped Quinn myself. That's impossible. And he's got a pretty good zinger to that. I'll probably put it in. Whatever. Quinn? That's impossible. I clipped him myself. Either you're not as good as you think you are. Or Quinn's got one hell of a healer. Uh, now we're with... I actually like this scene. Again, very Shakespearean or like Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Quinn is like trying... Has got blood on his hand. He's trying to wipe it off and it doesn't come off because it's in his head. And now Ryder's going to taunt him. Which I think is pretty fun, because... Very, uh, Macbeth. You know, yeah, yeah, because I'm... Out damn spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, like, Ryder's obviously, you know, a manifestation of his subconscious, and so he's spitting all the truths that Quinn knows, but, like, doesn't want to confront. So it's all about how Vale's, you know, doesn't want to be here, isn't loyal to him, about how he's weak and how all the women in his life betray him, and that he's useless and dying. Oh, um, he did say something that was very Quinn that I liked the, the delivery on, which was, since the moment you first sucked air, you're a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, this writer doesn't mind because this writer's not real. He's yeah. He can sling words with Quinn because it's actually just Quinn. Oh, Quinn looks very pirate-like right now. Yeah. Yeah, just... just yeah, it's a, it's a little pirate. It's, it's halfway between, I think, League of Assassins and, you know, like... Pirate. Oh, that's a good AU. I would love it if the League of like it was League of Pirates <laughs> instead, and, and Batman was trained by pirates, and he was like a sailor thing. I don't know. I like that AU. Let's get a pirate Batman AU going. Yeah. Listen, uh, you remember Waterworld? We'll do it like Waterworld. Gotham's gonna be a floating ship city, and Batman can be a pirate. Vigilante. So, It'll be great. So, um, I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. Yeah. I watched Waterworld at an age where, like, it imprinted on me. Like, oh, I, no. I, like, like, I know that it's a bad movie, but the idea of the world is Yeah, imprinted. I don't hate the idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, what if we did the opposite of Mad Max? Yeah. But, like, but just the way that, the way that the, like, the lore went around and everything yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Also, I liked it that, uh, that, that, Dennis Quaid drank his own piss. That was also <laughs> <Yes>. good. <laughs> that sure did happen. Yep. Uh, so now they've brought Lydia in, and Jade is wearing a very cool veil. It's red. I like it. Um, and Quinn's in a dapper white suit. No, not, being, not, not Quinn. Sorry, Ryder. Ryder. Ryder's in a dapper white suit being dead. And, you know, she has a moment with her dead kid. Uh... Long story short, she's going to reveal that she knows the location of Quinn's hidden bunker, but the deal is that she gets to kill Quinn herself. So, Daniel? Yes? This episode isn't half over, and I'm, like, really done with it already. (laughs) (sighs) I'm sorry. God. It's not, like, horrible. It's just it's very unpleasant, and a lot Mm -hmm. of it's, uh, like, story points. Yeah. Um... Not even just like the the sex child slavery, which is very yeah. much a downer. Uh, yeah, but just like I don't know, there's there's not a lot of a lot of fun to it. Yeah, it's very plot heavy and like a kind of not expository, but like it's just very focused on moving pieces forward. It's kind of a setup episode, but done worse than then all the all the other setup episodes we've had. <sighs> yeah. Also, like, you think Lydia would know that her son sucked? <laughs> I mean, she does, but like, I mean, I also think it. I also think deep down, she didn't think Quinn had it in him to kill his own son. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm just glad that Ryder is dead. <laughs> right. Honestly, it just it takes a weight off my shoulders knowing that he's yeah, not going to be the main piece. We're gonna slowly whittle down all the characters we don't like. <laughs> yeah. But uh, now we're with Vale, and she's been tied to a chair, and Declan's going to interrogate her. Um, He's got one of those cool Filipino knives that looks like a raptor claw. I like that. Yeah, what are those called? Uh, 
I used to know because I saw I watched a video of like a actual master of it demonstrating it, and I was like that's dope as hell and then I watched the raid 2 where they have a fight with that but oh I need to watch I have not watched the raid 2 yet Kino dagger is what's it called the curved dagger It is called a karambit. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's curved like a talon, and it's uh, blades on both sides. And like a person who's good with that can cut you a whole lot very quickly, and then gut you afterwards. Yeah, after making you look like a fool. Yeah. Um. So the long story short of this interrogation, he's like, "What happened? Why is uh, Edgar dead? You killed him. Why'd you do it? Tell me the truth." And she's like. It was self-defense, he tried to come on me and force himself on me, and he says, that's a load of shit, you've not only disrespected Edgar's good name, but also, he was not into women, so I know you're full of shit, uh, if I had my way, I'd gut you where you stand, basically. Yeah. Also, like, (laughs) this kind of also, um, continues something that I think both of us had a little bit of an issue with. Last, mm-hmm. uh, last episode, where Vale, who was always, like, fairly cool, calm, and collect, and seemed to think everything forward, like, mm-hmm. is not? Like, well, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm being harder on her, but she was, like, she was, like, generally one of the only people who didn't mess up that much in the first season. Okay, but at at this point, at at this stage in the game, she's tied to a chair, and this guy's got a knife at her throat, and she doesn't know where her baby is. No, no, that part I'm not, I'm not saying. And and even through all that, she, like, stuck with her cover story. She didn't break. Well, no, no, it's the her Also, Declan knows she's lying about the tumor. The bad x-rays. Yeah, he found the bad x-rays. Like, her keeping the bad tumor x-ray. Oh, yeah. That's what, like, like, I feel like you could still get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, at least there was a throw line to that where we saw that she was planning on getting rid of it, and she clearly had gotten rid of the ones before that, but then she got interrupted by Edgar and just never got back to it. So really, we could just blame this on Edgar. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay that he's dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, but he, uh, Declan cuts her free because he says, now you're going to heal Quinn for real because none of these people understand how cancer works. All right, here's the scene where I thought we should have gotten more information because it's just a bunch of people hanging from a tree that MK comes across. And I can't really tell what this is. They're like dressed differently from like the random people we see out in the world. They've got like kind of nice clothes on and this one has... A medallion, and they keep on doing close-ups on it, like we're supposed to recognize it, but I don't. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. Mm-hmm. I thought he was still in the dream world. Oh yeah. Because yeah, that that does feel a little bit like that. Yeah. No, no. Well, also, also another thing, like the last time we saw MK. Yeah, he was. In he the was dream in the dream world. He got kicked. Yeah. I feel like they that... missed an episode. Yeah, yeah. I think there's. I feel like there had to be more going on here, and, like... Because, like... They... Because mm-hmm. we don't see... Because we didn't see what the result of the Dream World stuff was. Yeah. Before he had to be pulled out. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I that wouldn't surprise me, because this show did have, like, production issues in the sense that, like, AMC didn't really want to keep them around. Like, they got the second season, they got renewed for the third, but, like, it was kind of touch and go. They weren't really sure they were getting a third. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, maybe they had more planned out and their episode number got cut down or something and they had to make edits. Um, but basically, he pulls down a boy that's roughly his size and steals his clothes, but although, he does give him a grave, so... I, although, it's real good clothing, though. Yeah, it like, is. This is, is very pretty, It's yeah. like, it's like yeah. a green, it's like, it's a mono, it's a, it's green, just green, but the different yeah, it's shades. shades of green, yeah. And it's real good, it looks good on MK, mm-hmm. just like, I would say, 10 out of 10, costume designers, good. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're getting the resolution of the Jade and uh, Lydia thing, where Lydia tells uh, Jade about the secret thing and says, I'm going to kill Queen and all that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lydia's a good actress. She sells this to me. She's good. The problem is, is like, even the people that we generally find to be, like, really good just Mm -hmm. don't bring it this episode. I don't know that they don't bring it. I just don't (sighs) think the, like, content they were given is super engaging. I don't know. Because, like, she's mourning for a character that we also don't care about, so we're kind of like, okay. It's just like, okay, okay, mother, yeah. get over it. you yeah, had a shitty son. <laughs> right, yeah, it, it's hard to, like, be invested in her grief when we absolutely are fine with the writer being dead. But I think, as an actress, I think she sells the scene, it's just that, like, I don't care yeah. that she's sad about her shitty kid. I really don't. Also, where is she living currently? Yo, that's another thing I was going to ask. Like, she doesn't... She's not with her, like... Yeah, she, she's actually wearing nicer clothes than when she was with the totemist, because the totemists all wear shitty clothes, because, you know, that's, like, their thing. She's like... She's wearing some, like, very rich-looking green clothes right now, and I don't know where she's living or where she got those. Oh, like, and also she was pretty much kicked out of the community. Yeah, yeah, no, she was kicked out of... Yeah, so, so I don't know where she's been. Also, like, her hair is, like, a little bit more done up as well. Yeah. I don't know where she's been hanging out, but she's back now, I guess. And here's where Widow tells... or No, th- no, this is just a random insert scene they put in where she's, like, thinking. I guess they needed to pad this episode. Oh, I don't okay. know what this was. So, okay, here... Again, I know I'm mentioning something about the Widow's appearance. I think her hair looks better when it's more, uh, like, it's more natural wavy. When it's down. When, yeah. And when it's down. Because, like, the bangs yeah. don't bother me as much right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because, it's like, the curls and everything? I don't know, maybe yeah. that's it. Looks a bit more cash. She looks like, she looks a bit like my manager at Ralph's, when I worked at Ralph's. <laughs> Alright, uh, now we're back with Baji and Sonny, and Baji's got that waitress he was eyeing. Um, they're gonna, uh, you know, doing the nasty, and then Sonny's like, hey, wrong fucking tent, you weirdos. <laughs> Sorry, hey, you want to watch? You might learn something. The art of war is one thing, my friend, but the art of love. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, he's very charming. Yeah, does a couple more winks. Love that wink. It's so roguish. Oh, uh, God, man. Uh, Ooh. That Nick, Nick Frost <laughs> is great. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then the little girl goes into Sonny's tent, and they actually have a kind of a sweet scene before Sonny's an asshole, which is the other point where I think. There was an episode missing where we get that character arc to where Sonny's at this point. Yeah, um, like, yeah, Sonny seems to be, like, more of an asshole. Yeah, so so the long story short is this girl's going to... Or not this girl, her, her mother's going to come in and take her out. And, and then beg, basically beg him to kill Nos. And says, you know, I have money, I can pay you. And he says, I'm not going to do that. I don't kill anymore. I don't kill for money. And that seems like a huge... 
face turn for Sunny to turn away, like, this woman in need. But I think what they were trying to go for is that after his encounter with Nathaniel, he's decided he's not going to kill anymore. And that, like, that's his way to, like, redemption and to, like, be able to be with Vale. But that's not developed at all, Th- right? No, that's not developed. I feel like there was an episode missing where that happened. And also, I, I would like to point out, like, he says that and immediately kills someone with the hubcap. Well, I mean, that's after he's changed his mind for a third time and uh, decided that, actually, no, I I am not going to tolerate uh, child sex slavery. Which, I mean, good move on his part, yeah. I'm just going to say. Although, I want to yeah. point out another thing, too. Okay, so... so also, the- sorry, uh, the mom's eye makeup's very cool. No, no, sorry. I was going to... Go no, that's actually part of what we're going <laughs> to oh, talk about. Okay. I saw that little, like, the like the eyeliner, like, the little dot right underneath the eye yeah. thing. Like, in real life recently... Like, mm. is that just a thing? Also, saw it, it on TikTok. Be, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe it's I mean, a thing. It's, it's it looks a cool good. Look, it's a so, good yeah. look. Yeah. It's just like, it's kind of weird that it popped up on this show that came out like <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like, she's got like a little line of eyeliner right on her bottom, uh, the bottom curve of her eye, and then she's got a dot underneath it. It makes almost like a heart Get- underneath her eye. It's a cute thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's real cute. I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, also, like, you know, I just, I want to know why Sonny, like, I wish it was developed a little bit more, why yeah. Sonny is being such an asshole. Because yeah. he always had, like, a little bit of compassion, even when he wasn't yeah, supposed to. Yeah, I mean, you can, I think you can even tell here that he's struggling with that. But, so I really think that there's, like, an arc there where uh, what Nathaniel was talking about really got him about being a killer. Because that's, like, kind of his whole thing, right? He's struggling with, what's my true nature? Am I a killer? Uh, Deep down inside. And so he, I think he's trying to, like, course correct and he overcorrects to like trying to be uh, a pacifist and uh, that's clearly not the answer either out here. Okay. But again, that's not developed. That's just my speculation on, on the character. Well, my I wish it were developed. My, my <laughs> speculation is that's close enough because we had did not have that episode between yeah. that and this one. Yeah. Also, we had a whole episode where we didn't see them. Yeah. And they came back completely different. Well, Sunny came out almost Sunny completely did. different. Yeah, I I feel like we're missing scenes, man. I think they got cut for production reasons. But then, why does it feel like some of this is filler? <laughs> like that's the problem. Like, well, I don't think a lot of this feels like some filler. Of it, I think just some of it does. I'm gonna. I think specifically that widow scene was filler, but that was also like 15 <sighs> seconds at most. I feel like I feel like even the Waldo and and. Uh, Widow scene could have been done condensed in another scene. Mm, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Even, even if it's got some padding in this episode, I don't know if they. I mean, they maybe did the calculations like, well, even if we did cut all this padding, we don't have enough time to, like, actually do these scenes we want to do to develop Sonny's arc or Quinn's arc. Yeah. Well, Quinn, we cut in the veil as, like, trying to find her baby and then she mm-hmm. realizes that Aaron's gone and Quinn has has him just rocking oh, yeah. back and forth with a knife while holding a knife which is a pretty cool yeah and this is actually like a fairly decent scene yeah yeah speaking of common collected uh, veil she comes back full force yeah in this scene in my opinion yeah cuz like uh writers behind Quinn, you know, saying she doesn't trust you, she doesn't love you, she doesn't want to be with you, all of that, right? And Vale, like, completely 
like immediately understands what's going on, even without being able to see Ryder. And it's like, hey, baby, it's you and me, babe. And like kisses him to get the baby away from him. And like no hesitation on her part. She's like in it. Yeah. And like we get we get like a pretty decent like derangement that's not overdone, mm-hmm. but yeah. like it's still kind of sh- scene chewy. Like yeah, I, yeah, what yeah. Quinn does, you know? Yeah, what Quinn does, yeah. What Quinn does. But yeah. it's real good. Like it's he's not like a like his like his in control, like Rachel Gould, mm-hmm. like Southern Baptist Rachel Gould. <laughs> right, yeah. Um he's more yeah, he doesn't feel in control here, which is, like, the first time we've really seen that. They, they kind of sell the rocking a little bit, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, where it's not, like, overly done or anything. It's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. you can tell he's trying to hold back, and I yeah. think it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, this is a, a well-done scene. Yeah, this was, I mean, like, the one shining light that, like, kind of yeah. got me through, because it was like, yeah, Quinn talking yeah, for Yeah, I while. think everyone in this scene did their parts very well. For sure. And they do they do like an interesting uh look when whenever they cut to Quinn, they do like this like kinda close up. He looks clammy. Mm-hmm. They it almost looks almost like fish eyed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um and you focus a lot on his face. There's a lot of facial acting yeah. going on, and like you can kinda tell that he's like out of it. Yeah, God, this is very Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can't even hear them, and I'm, like, super engaged in this scene where I haven't been engaged for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's just, like, Quinn. Like, Quinn is just... The actor brings it yeah. every time he's on the screen. Yeah, Quinn's absolutely selling it, but, like, I don't want to undersell well, what Ryder and Vale are doing no, either. I don't want to undersell it, but, like, it's just the way the, the choices they made with how they're yeah. filming him and, like, his mm-hmm. facial acting. And, like, you don't even have to hear what's going yeah. on, and, like, you can tell what's going on. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a very well put together scene. I like it a lot. Yeah. Although Ryder is kind of white, right? All the women did his life kind of yeah. want to fuck him over. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, Phil's going to fuck him over as soon as she can. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Like, it's just kind of. The second she can. <laughs> like, like probably in like an episode or two. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's about to happen. Well, actually, it's at the end of this episode, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no, it is the end of this episode. Yeah. Okay, see, the thing is, is like I I block so much of this out of my mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but after a little bit, like Quinn seems to calm down, and he does. He does the most pathetic thing ever. Where like after he uh, after she takes the baby away, she kind of he reaches out. Oh towards yeah, he her, like reaches up for her. Yeah, and, and she pulls away and she, immediately. And she pulls away. It wasn't like a hard pull away either. It's just no, like I don't was... even care to like acknowledge yeah. this. Yeah, like I'm I'm done flirting because I have my kid now, and she just leaves. <laughs> uh, so now we're back with Sunny and Baji, and they're kind of hanging out, getting ready to leave. And Nos comes up with uh, the Ravel, I think was her name, the girl that the girl that uh, Baji spent the night with. And they've brought out this very might actually be a Mad Max car, like from Mad Max the movie that they got their hands on, because that's what it looks like. Um, to get them to the Badlands, uh, but he's like, one more thing before you go, is it true that, uh, you were asked to kill me the other night? And son's like, no, of course not. He's like, uh, 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 my little birdie told me. And the girl's like, sorry, Bodge, he made me report everything I heard. Um, and then Sonny's gonna fight him, basically. Long story short. (laughs) Yeah. Because he, he taunts, he taunts him a bunch with some very, ugly stuff about sex slavery that he does 
Also, he mutilated uh, the mother's face so that she can't work as a doll anymore. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's, it's not comfortable. It's not, like... Like, it's not that, like, the shows can't be uncomfortable. Like, there's some great mm-hmm. shows that make you uncomfortable at points. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like... I mean, like, Breaking Bad did a really good job at that, like, at certain yeah. point. But, um... I don't know. This one, it... It doesn't feel like it gives it enough reverence... Though, like, what's yeah, happening? It, it doesn't, yeah. It feels just like a plot for, point? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, for what this is and what it's trying to accomplish, it doesn't feel like it matches up. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think reverence is a good word. I don't think it... Because this could have been, like, him kicking a dog, right? could have been anything that's shitty. And they chose this. It, and, like, it just feels not good. And, like, there's, and, like, there's this, like, just really creepy scene where, like... Nas just picks up the the little girl and mm. just like you're gonna make me a fortune, yeah. And it's just like, oh God, it's so bad. And then he uh, stabs the mom in the side for whatever reason. Because um, I don't know violence against women, like yeah, it's, it it feels really just know. like a plot point. That's the bad. I think also like this show has been like pretty good about treating like the women characters as like like characters yeah yeah and, like this it just seems like they, they basically just fridged this woman well she doesn't she's not dead well she's not Sorry, dead to be clear well she's not dead but they're basically like making it seem like they're fridging this woman yeah. yeah for no real reason yeah no she's it's very much like i am the MacGuffin that sunny needs to get it's she doesn't feel like very realized but now he's gonna fight like twenty dudes, and it's this pretty cool. I do love this hubcap shit. Uh, he tosses a hubcap like a frisbee, and it goes into a guy's face, and that was very cool. Yeah, I like that one. Was just like, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can kind of tell like, where that all the all the budget went to. to. Yeah, <laughs> like it was this. Yeah, fight. like it. Yeah, uh, on a production wise, like the way this is shot in frame, this like feels like an action movies fight scene. It's got, like, a bunch of different set pieces he fights in and around, so there's different settings, like, he gets inside of a bus, he gets on top of the bus. Like, this could be in a, like, a blockbuster movie, but it's on a TV show, which, so, to do with this on a TV show budget, I think is very impressive. Well, also... It's just that, like... Well, one thing I kind of want to talk a little bit about, because we talked about it mm-hmm. earlier, where everything seems to be, like, a kind of just sprayed red and orange. Like, yeah. most of the stuff wasn't red or orange in the first place. Like... Mm-hmm. How did they get this effect? Like, it looks, it looks pretty good and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it must have took them weeks to do the set design. Mm, I don't know. I think if you get, like, an airbrush that's, like, got a big nozzle, you can, I think you can get most of this well, pretty quickly, but well, no, not to discount, well, like, the set designers, because well, no, I'm sure they work hard. No, the other part is, is, like, how there's, like, verticality and everything yeah, to the set. Yeah. Like, there, there's no facades here. Yeah, like, yeah, this no, is this all three yeah. spaces. Yeah, which they used to great effect during this fight. I think what it is about this fight and why it doesn't feel like it hits as hard as the other fights we've seen, even though this is very well produced, is that uh, we only have that one hubcap scene as something that's like really kind of a unique way to kill a, kill a guy. I feel like the Badlands has really excelled in showing us like interesting ways to fuck a guy up, and I feel like this one's. A lot more bog standard. You punch a guy, you kick a guy, he goes away. 
Yeah. Also, also, Abaji just kind of comes in with the save. Uh, yeah, Abaji just picks up a bat and just knocks uh, Nas on the back of the head so he can grab the mom of the kid. And also grab, and also throws oh, and Yeah, he tosses sword. Sonny. Uh, like, okay, like, I think I spoiled myself again. Yeah. But, like, I almost want this to be Sonny's, like, main weapon, just so it's, mm-hmm. like, kind of like a pass. Like a passing yeah. on of, like, the the torch, basically, yeah. from, from Moon. But I yeah. think Moon gets it back. So... Uh, I mean, spoilers, but yes, eventually he does. But, but it, Sonny holds on to it for a good long while. Because it feels like, it feels like it, sh- it feels like they're passing the torch to him. I could see that, yeah. And also, it's just a really cool sword. I like seeing yeah. Sonny fight. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't... I don't love Sonny with the sword, actually, because I think it's too big for the way he likes to fight. Uh, I think Sonny, uh, is a bit more, is a bit too agile for, for such a big blade. So it looks a little awkward. Like in this fight, I thought it looked a little awkward with his swings, but, uh, I don't know. That's just me. Oh, I do really like, I like, uh, the more, uh, like, cash, uh, widow look a lot. She's kind of yeah, like in this, in, in uh, her, like, Pseudo kimono. Yeah, she's in, yeah, she's kind of. It looks real comfy. Like the sleeves yeah. are super long and like kind of sheer. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely like a. Uh, it's probably not silk, but you know, one of those things that's adjacent to silk. Yeah, or gonzo or some shit. You know, <laughs> I don't know cloth. I'm sorry. One one of those things that I like seeing yeah. people in. It's a it's a good yeah. nice material. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is where she reveals that she's gonna partner with Quinn. It's fine. Fido, or Waldo shakes his head. And also, also, like, Waldo is, like, I don't know, he's kind of shit-lib right now, and I don't like yeah. him. Yeah, no, I told you, yeah, he's just a little coward boy. And, and you know, and I know, it's just, like, I was just kind of blinded because he's very yeah. handsome. Oh, no, I feel you. He's very handsome and very charismatic. Also, this is kind of a crazy scene when you stop to think about it. So, uh, Quinn is smoking opium because he's got, you know, his headaches, and he's watching an old, uh, I don't think that's actually Buster Keaton, but, you know, one of those old films of that era. Uh, on a projector. Uh, this is like a post-apocalypse. Why would the projector be the thing that survives and not like, you know, any other form of visual media? Like, I feel like you could, I feel like a projector, like the projector that we have now would last longer. Like, mm. at least a fil- at least what it'd be able to. Yeah. Also, it's, it's on film. So like, that shit's so fragile. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea how it survived the apocalypse. Uh, the answer is because it's for the aesthetic, and this works better than a DVD player, but... Yeah, and Lydia uh, <laughs> looks so cool. Okay, so basically Lydia yeah. and oh, yeah, the region yeah. are a uh, bunch of clippers and stuff are kind of Yeah, they're through. about to raid the uh, West Avalon, and Lydia's rocking it out with her purple battle dress. But, like, her hair's done in, like, a certain way, and her yeah. makeup's done. She's so cool. Oh, yeah, cool. no, she looks good. Yeah. Like, she looks uh, like prop, pop, proper battle mom, and I'm, like, yeah, so for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Well, the slow-mo of the hair blowing is lovely. <laughs> um, they all rush in, and then, oh, Quinn's watching his movie, and they intercut. Uh, actually, in the sound design, in other parts of this, you can actually hear the clicking of the projector. They turn it into part of the soundtrack, which I thought was really cool. But, oops, big explosion. It looks like Quinn actually booby-trapped the entrance. Oops-a-daisy. <laughs> The other interesting thing, though, is, like, Declan asked him what's going on. He didn't tell any of his men that he had planted explosives at the entrance of their hideout. (laughs) Which is, again, kind of plague into the whole, like, he's not fully in his right mind and he's super paranoid and 
not making maybe the best choices in life. Yeah. Also, I think, also, I think I, I have a reason why it's, it's weird when, uh, when Widow is, um, trying to be sincere or motherly. Yeah. Like the only person who has like a mom vibe is a person who plays, uh, Lydia. Hmm. Like Widow, I, like Widow, Widow reminds me of Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I think the other thing is, and I think this again might be, uh, the accent thing, cause she's English and she's doing an American accent. Also, the last thing was just Vale has escaped into the woods. Yeah. But, uh, I think, I think because she's doing an American accent, uh, she's really clamping down on her inflection to get those flatter sounds that Americans use. And so she comes off monotone a lot. I was noticing that in this episode. A lot of her speech is like very precise and there's not a lot of variation in the way she speaks. And I think that's part of why she comes across as not sincere. But that being said, she reminded me a lot of Lana Del Rey this episode. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm cool with Cash Widow, but she's just kind of around. Yeah, man. Video games. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I was going to reference. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) So yeah, that's it. Yep, that's the episode. Uh, I guess we have to rank it. I think I know where it's going. <laughs> oh, uh, is there a straight to hell? Yeah, uh, so in the number four spot of our four we've ranked so far is Equal Forces Claw, where Sonny and Baji are chained up and buds, MK fights his dark self, Whittle talks, Lydia does a stabbing, and Quinn does the most. I'm comfortable putting it under that. I'm comfortable putting it under that, too. <laughs> All right, uh, done and done. This was what was it? Monkey mist something. I've already Monkey forgotten the name. Monkey through mist. Monkey leaps through mist. Monkey, okay. Monkey does something through mist. Through mist. Uh, we got a question for our for Jackson. For Jackson, <laughs> we have a question for Jackson. Yeah, uh, our listener. Yeah, uh, let's let's um. I'm going to say, what is something that brings you joy? Hmm, that's a fun question. I like that question. That's a nice question. Uh, you can, of course, send that into radlandspodcast at gmail.com, which I am in the process of opening right now to make sure we didn't actually get an email yet. Uh, let's see here. Loading Gmail. Nope, no more emails. All right. So what brings you joy, Jesse? I'm holding him. Aww. <laughs> He hates being held. Oh, he pretends he hates being held. He'll be like this for a while. He hasn't hasn't tried to bite me yet. But I love him. That's that's Dex Star, my cat that I mention a lot. Um, You'll probably hear him in the background because he has a bell. The reason I do that is because he likes to attack me randomly and I like to be prepared. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, he's, he's a good boy. He likes to cuddle. He's almost two years old. We're both March babies. Um, nice. Oh, I didn't know your birthday was in March. Yeah, my birthday's in March. His, his, uh, mine is the third. His is the thirtieth. Oh, early March. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm late March. So. Okay. Oh, we're, bo- we're both March babies. Wait, yeah. does that mean we're both? Wait. No, I'm an Aries with your cat. Oh. End of March and early April. Oh, wait, wait. Aries, is yeah. that what? Is that okay? Wait, we have to look up. We have to look up astrology stuff now. Oh, are we gonna do our star signs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm Pisces. All right. Uh, now let's do let's 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 just kill a lot of time. Let's do our full charts. And I think I think I'm like a water. I think I'm water sign monkey in Chinese. 
Uh, I'm a metal ram, I believe. Uh, but let me pull up. Okay. Right. How do you spell Aries again? Oh, never mind. Uh, I, I, <laughs> it was literally right there. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, um. You can tell me what your, like, moon sign is, too. I'm manners. I, I don't know what my moon sign is. That's the thing. Uh, you can find out. They've got things that do your full birth chart. Oh, birth chart. Okay. Yeah. Birth chart. See, this will get my mind off of this stuff. Yeah. Birth. I can get this thing to fucking move. I can't find my full birth chart because I don't remember when I was born. But uh, I can find, like, my moon sign and all that. If. Maybe. I remember, I remember, I know that I was, I know that I was born around, like, 9, between 9 and 9.30, I forget the exact time. Yeah, I, I just honestly have no idea. But, uh, yeah, looking up my, uh, moon sign, like, actually really filled in a lot of blanks that just being Aries didn't for, uh, this whole astrology thing. Uh, so, my sun is in Aries, my moon is Libra. My Mercury is Aries, my Venus is Taurus, my Mars is Gemini, my Jupiter's Leo, my Saturn is Aquarius, my Uranus, or Uranus, if you're, uh... A nerd? No fun. A <laughs> yeah. fucking nerd? Uh, is Capricorn, Neptune is Capricorn, Pluto is Scorpio, Lilith is Sagittarius, and my end node is Capricorn. I, okay, all I know is the... all I know is, like... Some of this stuff. Yeah. My location was Kentucky. Wait, does it? Wait, what do I do for location? Oh, uh, yeah, it's what city you were born city? in. The yeah, yeah. yeah uh, my Venus being Taurus is like what ruins my life because that's what makes me like needy and lonely. <laughs> Everything else is like you're so confident and you're so charismatic and you're a natural born leader, and then it's like, oh, you got Taurus Venus dog. Oh, you crave a relationship so badly, you're so alone, you need someone to validate you. Okay, so, um, I don't know if this is right, this is a birth chart. Mm. So, my sun sign is Pisces, and yep. ascendant is Libra. Okay. Okay, what does Libra, what does ascendant Libra mean? <laughs> Dog, <laughs> do you, uh, oh, if you scroll all the way down, it should have, like, more information on what each... Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, okay, we're we're just. By the way, this is going to be the episode because, like, honestly, I want to kind of wash our mouths out with something else. Yeah, that's fine. This will just be an extra long episode where we yeah. get into our zodiacs. So, my moon sign is Pisces, mm -hmm. as well, and Scorpio is the second. How? What does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm not an expert and then you know when uh jackson's on next episode or the episode after that we can ask them because they know this i think okay cool if so or if hey listeners if if you want to just read our birth charts for us please <laughs> <laughs> so 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 mercury is do i have to go through all this okay aries mercury is aries and then sagittarius mm -hmm. and then uh then it's aquarius and capricorn for venus Aquarius mm. and Aquarius for Mars. Mm. Virgo and Pisces for Jupiter. Aquarius and Aries for Saturn. Capricorn and, and Taurus for Uranus. Or Uranus, because I'm a cool dude. Uh, That's right. Capricorn and Gemini for Neptune. Scorpio and Cancer. 
oh, that sounds awful together uh, <laughs> for Pluto. And nor- North Node is Capricorn and Leo. And then Lilith uh, is Aquarius and Virgo. Mm. Oh. So there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah. No, this will fill in a lot of blanks. Because when I read Aries, I'm like, as, as just the sun sign, I'm like, that doesn't really sound like me. When they added in, like, my moon sign and my Venus, I'm like, oh. Also, I guess my birth chart's, like, super weird. Everyone I've had read is like, oh, yours is, like, bizarre. Hmm. Um, yeah, my moon says, moon and Libra people have a strong need for partnership. Without someone to share their lives with, they feel utterly incomplete. Cool, dog. Thanks. Huh. Well, hmm. So... I'm a water side, of course. It's 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 the fish. Mm. It's fish. It's fish. Right. Pisces are fish. Yep. Aries dog. That's a ram, and I'm also a ram in the Chinese zodiac. I'm double ram all the way. Do you want to do Chinese zodiac as well? Sure. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> let's do it, dude. The Chinese zodiac reads me for fucking filth. Once I figured out what my uh, elemental sign was with it, it like dragged me, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Uh, how do I figure out? Yep. So it's 91. Not 81, 91, please. I put I put Chinese Zodia. It sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is an actual line. And no, there's for sure a Zodiac line. And uh, my lucky numbers are two and seven. And my lucky colors are brown, red, and purple. Oh. Oh, cool. My luck in 2019 only got two stars for love, two stars for health, but I got four stars for wealth. You know what? I got a promotion this year, so checks out. Well, um, so I'm a monkey. My lucky colors are four and nine. And my, I'm sorry, my lucky numbers. My lucky colors are white, <laughs> gold, and blue. Ooh, uh, that's pretty. That's, that is pretty. I, I don't think it looks good on mm-hmm. me, but you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good gemstone. Oh, what's my what's my horoscope for this week? Or for 2000... Why is this for 2018? What, what, what website are you using? Uh, I'm using yourchineseastrology.com. <laughs> There's a little uh, area on one of the sidebars to enter your birth date and figure out what your thing is. You know the great thing about this? Mm-hmm. Um... We're just given given information to uh, probably... <gasps> oh, yeah! You know, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, if you can calculate my birthday through the information I've given you on this podcast, you deserve to steal my identity, I feel. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, I am four stars out of five for love, but only two out of five for careers, and only two out of five for wealth. So that's... Uh-oh. Okay, so... Oh, my lucky gemstone is peri- uh, Periot? Peridot? Per- per- Ooh, that's pretty. Yeah, it's nice and green. Okay, no, see, now this one's saying I'm a... Mm-hmm. See, here's a, here's a problem. A little confused, yeah. Here's a problem with astrology. Yeah. Sometimes people just say things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. You have, like, and you just you just think about it, and you're just like, that matches me, kind of. And then, wait. No, and I'm a... Okay, now I found it. I should be a metal sheep, because metal sheep was from... 
Uh, actually, I'm not going to say those dates because you're right. I probably shouldn't be giving out too much information online, but trust me when I say it fits me. You know, okay. Uh, so I'm within here, those months. Okay. No, here. Okay. So the sign. Okay. No, I wasn't wrong. Okay. So the, so the, um, five elemental, uh, the five mm-hmm. elements, um, it's metal, but the year I was born is water monkey. So it was, so oh, it was correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, the metal sheep are kind and vicious, having an iron fist and a velvet glove, and full of responsibility. When doing everything, they like to do it in a systematic way, that's true, have the ability to establish their own business or career. Well, advantages for them also include sticking to principles and acting in good faith, I'd like to think so. However, they are stubborn and inflexible, that's very true. Therefore, they are fit to specialize in specific techniques that could obtain outstanding achievements. Metal sheep usually enjoy... A good fortune in wealth, except for those born in December of Chinese lunar calendar who are usually hard before the Middle Age. (laughs) Uh, However, their fortune is not stable. They may find that their fortune turns to be better suddenly. Some people may find they earn more year after year. Also, they may suffer unexpected personal financial loss when they get some money. Therefore, they are suggested to buy something that is permanently inflation. This is translated from Chinese, I'm guessing. Proofed in value. That they have extra I money. I don't trust the water monkey thing. Well, this is telling me I should invest in gold, basically. Well, I mean, it is a libertarian. <laughs> uh, no, it says that I had I, I, that water monkeys have good luck in youth and have prosperous luck in making money in politics of middle age. I'm gonna say that I had a real bad luck at, <laughs> at childhood. Yeah. But the reason I'm like not completely boring. Yeah. It's because I have a lot of trauma. <laughs> yeah, this love bit's like really dragged me for filth, though. In love, the metal sheep are usually gooey over their love. They like to deal with love relations sloppily. When meeting crisis for their love, they are difficult to make a decision. If they cherish their precious feelings, try best to maintain, otherwise end the relationship as early as possible. Uh, I don't know, I read another one at some point that was actually in proper english and it like fucking dragged my ass and i was like "Ooh, i'm uncomfortable with how close this is to my actual personality yeah well um i don't know I so, hey, wanna... hey listeners what what are your birth charts and zodiacs and elements yeah right in at radlandspodcast at gmail.com i'll uh, i'll read some of this stuff because i technically don't have to edit yet it's 86 sure. so yeah i could kind of just stay up and um also, I'm leaving work early tomorrow. I opted in for a half day. Nice. Uh, so, and I, by the way, we're recording this on uh, December 23rd. Oh, uh, yeah. Right before Christmas. Right before Christmas. So, I'm getting a half day tomorrow on Christmas Eve. I it's am a not. Christmas miracle because I get paid <laughs> for a half a day. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Yeah, I think we're pretty much done, right? Actually, uh, this isn't too much longer than our normal episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just going to be real boring. About, yeah, we're, we're like 15 minutes over where we usually are at this point. That's not too bad. Uh, would you like to... Oh, actually, uh, update... Uh, I'll come up with a jingle here, I guess, using some royalty-free music, but... Welcome to the Repair Shop. It's Repair Shop Update Watch. Did you watch an episode of the Repair oh Shop, Jesse? Because I, I, I forgot to. That's what I forgot! Oh, okay. uh, well, I there forgot. you go. Okay. You know what? That probably would have cleaned out that bad taste this episode left in your mouth real good. Prob- okay. Well, okay. How about this? How about this? Yeah. Next next episode, when we have probably have uh, Jackson on. Yeah. We'll talk about... We'll have Jackson watch the repair shop as well. 
Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about, let's say talk about episode one in somewhat limited detail. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see if I remember. Well, no, no. I'm, well, put a note. You, you right. literally have the option to put a note right now. Probably won't, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to put a note. Okay. Uh, but, uh, in lieu of all that, do you have something you would like to recommend to our listeners? Uh, I recommended my feel-good thing already. Um, uh, I don't know, if you want to feel, like, kind of sad and weird, uh, The Lobster. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, like, really weird. It's about this world where, um, if you don't find, like, love at a certain point, you get turned into, like, a animal. Yep. Um, and you have, uh, it's Colin, not Colin Firth, I always say the wrong one. Is it Colin Firth? No, that's not it. Which one am I thinking of? I don't What's know, the it's one of the dude? white guys. It's an, it's an Irish dude. Name uh, is Colin, I think. I literally have the, the internet in front of me. He played Bullseye. He played from, Bullseye. Yeah, that guy, uh, Colin Farrell? Farrell, Farrell, yeah. Colin Farrell is about to, uh be is about to be turned into a animal and he goes to like this clinic that is supposed to make you find your true love in like a few weeks um right. he's he's always taking around his uh he chose a lobster uh to be yeah. the animal he turns into because they are an immortal and it gets like weird and if you're single and have a hard time relating to other people it fucks you up real bad <laughs> um guess what it fucked me up real bad uh watch it I don't know, it's real good and somber, and if you like weird, like, artsy movies, it's pretty good. And if you want to hear a pitch for a sequel to The Lobster, be sure to tune in to fellow podcast The Equalizers, where they do that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, okay, here's here's a pitch, also. Let's try mm. to get Mike, I don't know if he ever watched any episode, but let's get him, like, say he only has to watch, like, one episode of the entire oh. season. Of, oh, Into the Badlands? Of Into the Badlands, and we just discuss it with him. Alright, I'll, I'll see if Mike wants to be on this podcast. <laughs> um, as for myself, I will recommend... Uh, sorry for you non-Americans, but on Hulu there is an anime called Megalobox uh, that I just watched that's pretty cool. It's about a future where there's a new form of boxing called Megaloboxing, which... As far as I can tell is they just put, like, a metal frame on your arm so you can punch harder. <laughs> but, uh, it's about, like, uh, this scrappy nobody from, like, the badlands of the outskirts of the city who is super good at boxing and joins the super tournament and proves to himself in the world that he's got what it takes. It's a 50th anniversary anime, uh, for Tomorrow's Joe, which is, like, one of the, you know, fundamental anime to come out of 60s Japan. Um, it's, if, if you like the kind of shonen, I'm an underdog that believes in myself, punch my way to victory sort of thing, it's super good. It's got a phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, the animation's very pretty. Check it out. Yep. All right. Uh, so that's, that's that. Uh, I believe it's your turn to sign us off, Jesse, so give me one. Yeah, um, Uh, see, I'm just thinking about child sex slavery. That's that's not a good thing to end the show on. Uh, I don't know. Like, 
if, if you're gonna be like a ruler, like have like a kind of cool swear again ceremony where you grab a sword. Grab them swords. Grab them Fine. swords. Fine.